With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody for joining us. This is the Modcast edition. As we always do, I am Justin Hokinson with me from AuburnLive.com, the team that makes it run, Jeffrey Lee and Cole Pinkston. What's up, guys? How are you doing? What's up? What's up? How about you, Hope? Man, making it. Ready for another uh, big football weekend. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. College Station. Man, I love – I hate I'm not making that trip. That's been a fun trip in the past. I still I remember – I still remember yeah. the 13 game was was one of the most fun uh, atmospheres games like I've been to. Man, it was it was it, partly because the game was so back and forth and, and crazy. You mean the um, Sammy Coach stiff arm? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can we can we call it that now? Because that's my favorite part. I think so. Trey Actually, Mason was unbelievable. Sammy team. also had that screen pass. So when he caught that screen and took it to the house, I was in that end zone. I was like the only one in that end zone. And like he runs up and he is two feet in front of me. So when you watch it on TV, like he runs up and that dude that's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, he was running, man. That was a great play. Um, all right, let's do, um, let's do some recruiting first. Um, we'll kind of mix it up and then we'll talk Auburn, Texas A&M. Appreciate everybody joining us. Go to auburnlive.com and subscribe if you aren't already a subscriber. Um, that would be awesome. That would be awesome <clears throat> if you go, uh, can be a part of our community. All right. Um, so let's talk recruiting first, mainly basketball recruiting. Let's kick off with that because Auburn's had a big commitment in Chance Westry since we last spoke. And then, of course, Jairus Walker has now announced his decision. Um, at the time of us recording this, he hasn't announced, but we have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. So let's have some kind of reaction to basketball recruiting, Jeffrey, on uh, – Kind of where they stand. You can start wherever you want, man. You can start with Chance or Jarris. What you think is going to happen there? Or, um, I yeah, know well, you got a bunch in the hoop scoops, but you, yeah, you fill people in sort of on what's going on. Well, you know, Nick's. So you got to think Auburn's top two targets in this class, at least, appeared to be you know combo guard Nick Smith from Arkansas and then Jarris Walker, uh, the forward from I don't, he's originally from. Pennsylvania, but he's down at IMG Academy. Both of those guys visited Auburn twice. You know, they were very high on the board. And Auburn has missed out on both of them now that Walker has committed to Houston. Um, so, you know, how, how big of a deal is the Nick Smith? Well, you go, you turn around and you get Chance Westry. And I, and I think both of those guys were ranked very tight in, uh, in the on three consensus so you don't really miss out on much. You might have missed out on your top target, but your your number two, your backup plan was you know just as good, man. So, kind of tells you what what uh, where Auburn is in recruiting and and how well they can do, even if they miss out on their top guys. Now the Jarris Walker, in my opinion, was all, that was the top guy on the board. Bruce Pearl wanted Jarris Walker. He wanted Jarris Walker to come in 
after Jabari Smith leaves this year and, and, and kind of uh, help out for, uh, in that void. Uh, but the problem with Walker is uh, a Samson out at Houston, man. You know, Walker is all about relationships. He has been throughout this recruiting process. And um, so when he he um, had a really good relation, had the best relationship with Samson of anybody. Uh, Bruce was in there. Uh, uh, Wes Flanagan was in there. Ira was in there. Steven was in there. Um, but when it come down to it, he just had the best relationship with Samson. So he uh, he's committed to Houston. So what will Auburn do now? Looks like they'll sign Trey Donaldson, four-star point guard from <clears throat> excuse me from FSU school in Tallahassee. They'll sign with Chance Westry. Uh, I think he's a consensus five-star um, out of Arizona. He's now transferred to Compass Prep out there. Sign those two guys on Wednesday. Will they sign anybody else? It doesn't appear so. Uh, I wouldn't completely rule it out, but I'd say 95% chance that Auburn signs Chance Westry to sign Trey Donaldson. Then they look to either the transfer portal or the regular signing period in April to add anybody else. Um, they don't have a lot of slots to fill, um, so it'll probably just kind of fill it out on, on what they need. Uh, I think, you know, not getting Walker, they kind of want a big guy to step in, whether they get it transfer portal. Uh, but two guys to keep an eye on. I know Auburn's going to continue to recruit both of these guys as uh, – on three consensus, I think he's a five-star. Kamari Lands, big forward. Um, and then uh, Lamar Washington, who's kind of a combo guard, uh, dual sport guy, plays football too. Um, so they're recruiting both of those guys. And uh, from what I've been told, neither one of them is going to – neither one will sign in the early period. Both will wait till uh, the late period, the regular period. Uh, so there's at least somebody – some guys to keep an eye on. Auburn's definitely in uh, contention for both. Um, so I'll be tracking those two guys. I'm sure there's some new guys will come in. And then, of course, the transfer portal uh, for any bigs. Yeah, I was looking. Um, yeah, and you got – so Washington is a football-basketball combo. That's That would be funny to see him. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's much more basketball. I, he's got okay. some legit interest in basketball. Football, not so much. Not 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 as much as Trey. Right. Like, okay. Right, 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 yeah. And now I think both of them – We'll end up playing basketball. I think we've talked about Trey before. He's yeah. he's going to play both, uh, at least initially. But I, I really feel like he'll be a uh, basketball guy. Well, that's a you know I mean it's certainly a bummer um, to lose out on Nick Smith and Jarris Walker. Yeah. Um, if you're Auburn, yes, you land Trey Donaldson, who I think is a good fit, and and Chance Westry, who you know might be a bigger Samir Doughty like yeah. um, defense and stuff. But it you know I mean. If you're Auburn right now, you've had you had those three fantastic seasons. You had a down year last year, but you still had Sharif go pro, JT Thor go pro. So you didn't really lose any momentum for having a bad year last year because um, you got Akoro, you got Chuma, you got Jabari in there. Um, but I do yeah. think I do wonder if Pearl's a little, you know, I wonder if he's a little frustrated at losing Nick Smith and Jarris Walker because um, I mean you look around, Arkansas is loading up. Alabama's yeah. loading up. Kentucky, of course, is. I mean, and Auburn's still getting good players, but they're not – they weren't the number one target. And I think that's yeah. Pearl's in it to get the number one target, especially Jarris. You said it. He really wanted Jarris. I mean, they're not in a terrible position. Like, so Jalen Williams probably starts next year in that role, in that position, that three, whatever, right. that, that kind of player. Um, but it's interesting that you say that they may not go after – anybody else and i think i guess that's just where the transfer portal comes into mm -hmm. play i mean he's going to be more picky 
um, knowing that, you know, his style, I mean, I wrote about those four transfers, but the, you know, you heard Wendell Green in that story on auburnlive.com talk about, hey, if you come in, there's gonna be 10, 11 guys that can play ball. And so, you know, maybe he leans on that knowing he can go get a guy and say, look, he can go get somebody in the transfer portal pretty good, probably saying, look, we're gonna, we play 10 guys, like you can come in and play. Yeah. Um, I guess that affects recruiting. Well, let's don't downplay Trey Donaldson. If you were to ask me two months ago who were the top three targets on the board, it would have been Trey Donaldson. It would have been Jarris Walker. It would have been Nick Smith, and it would have been Trey Donaldson. You know, yeah. Trey is uh, is the point guard Bruce wanted in this class, so he got one of his three top top targets. Um, and then, like I said before, if Chance Westry is your fallback, is your backup plan, man, you're doing something right. right yeah. Auburn could have had him at any point. Like he was, he wanted to come to Auburn. They were slow playing him. Let's see what Nick Smith does. Nick Smith committed to Arkansas. Auburn brought Chance back in for an official visit last weekend, and he went home. And three hours later, he committed to Auburn. Uh, that's kind of how the pool. I mean, it's not like we talk about uh, momentum, and you drop uh, Nick Smith or you lose Nick Smith, and, and you turn around, and you've got Chance Westry knocking on your door saying, "Can I come in?" Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is I, <clears throat> I find myself. Um, when it comes to basketball recruiting, I'm like, you almost have to stop and take a step back and go like, hold on, you know, like yeah. think about what we're talking about. Like here we are talking about, man, but they're bummed. They don't get Jairus Walker, but they got Chance Westry. And, 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 and you almost have to stop and go, but hold on, think about like Auburn missed on Jairus Walker. And so what did they do? They went out and got a consensus five-star Chance Westry. But we're talking about basketball recruiting. Um, so on one hand, I, I, I take a step back and kind of keep things in the perspective of what Auburn basketball used to be and just how, you know, how insane this world we're living in now. Like, I don't think I ever thought we would be having these discussions about Auburn basketball and recruiting. And uh, it's pretty awesome. But at the same time, I think we can, you know, I think we can shift our expectations to to holding them to a higher standard, Pearl, in the way they recruit, right? Like, I think it's fair to – we can have perspective and say, well, just we're just happy they're looking at us. Or, you know, but I think Pearl would hold himself to a higher standard too. Like, hey, they should have gotten that guy or they, they need to start getting some of these guys. Like, it, I think it's a balance, I guess. Yeah, I was looking at Kamari Lands. You know, we talk about Chance Westry. I think I said, let me, let me pull this up. Chance Westry is the consensus number 30 overall player in the class, five-star guy, the number seven combo guard. And then you've got Kamari Lands, who really is in a similar situation as – Chance Westry in that he's really high on Auburn. Auburn's kind of holding him off to see what happens with Jairus Walker. Now that Jairus Walker's gone to Houston, Auburn's not, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not running to going, okay, hey, hey we're ready. We're, they, they can chill uh, and take this guy later. I mean, we're talking about the number 24 overall player in the consensus on three rankings, uh, five star guy that Auburn's saying, hey, uh, you know, We'll, we'll check. And and Bruce's evaluations of these kids a lot of times are are very different. You, you saw the number 10 player in the country, Zion Cruz. Oh, he wanted to come to Auburn so badly. Right. And Bruce was like, no, I mean, you're not the number 10 overall player in the country in my mind. You're not the fit that we're looking for. So they pass on him. They passed on the number 10 guy in the country now they're telling the number 30 guy hold on let me let me wait and see what happens with with nick smith okay he's gone okay now you can come number 30 overall player how about the number 24 kamari lance Auburn saying hey let's let's wait and see what happens and then we'll make a push for you if we get to you 
Uh, so that's kind of the the reality of what Auburn basketball recruiting is. I mean, can you imagine 10 years ago, uh, Kovatny Barber, you know, when he signed with Auburn, it was the it was the biggest deal, you know, of my lifetime, Auburn recruiting, you know, it was huge. Um, and, and now it's like he would be like number three or four on the bit on, on the board right now. Yeah. Um, so it, the expectations are certainly Auburn fans have gotten uh, spoiled almost when uh, and, and right, I guess rightly so. But when you're yeah. turning down the number 10 and the number 30 guys are slow playing those the number 24 guy. I mean, we're talking about three top 30 players in Chance Westry, Kamari Lands and Zion Cruz that that Bruce at one point said easy slow down. Yeah, it's a good point on Zion. I'd, I'd almost forgotten about him, honestly. Um, but you had there, you know, there's a ranking guy um, that could have been in the class and it could have looked great. Um, it could have looked great on paper and all that stuff. Yeah, right. Right. Been, sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So Auburn's going to have Trey Dallas and Chance Westry uh, maybe dip into the transfer portal. Look, you got Jalen Williams com- coming back. Um, really probably just expect to lose Jabari and Walker and Al. Probably, you know, I would – Walker's maybe a tweener, just depends on the kind of season he has. But Jabari and Al are probably gone. Um, I and agree. Just depends. I, I agree. I was told this morning, though, that they're really only banking on losing Jabari. Yeah. So, so it, you know, I'm, I'm not – I don't feel like either one of the other two, Allen, although I feel like Allen, hey, if he has a good year, he, you know, what do I know? But in my opinion, he needs to go. Take yeah. advantage of it, Walker. We'll see how he fits into this offense and, and how well he does. But at least one source at Auburn says we're definitely right now only losing Jabari. Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly possible. I mean, I guess the 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 um, how Flanagan comes back from injury, um, how he plays, you know, from whatever mid December on. Um, you know, I think right now he's he's definitely projected in the draft, um, but. Do they have eleven scholarships right now? Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, where, where they at? Yeah. So you you've got eleven. You lose. They might be short one because of uh, Des. Because of Desi. Did, did they? Did they? I have to go back and double check now that now that I'm thinking about it. I wondered if they filled that last slot with Desi. Well, we know uh, the kid from Auburn who I really like, and I can't even think of his name. That's how much I like him. Yes, he he yeah. got a scholarship. Now I think that's a, a one year deal. Yeah. Um, but. Let me pull up this roster, Justin. Let's, yeah. let's get these numbers because th- that might help explain what's going on. Uh, 221 men's basketball roster. You've got KD, Wendell, Jalen, three. Uh, Jabari Walker, that's four, five. Zip is taking forever, of course, to pull up because I'm that's like, yeah, that, that site's slow, man. There's so much going on. Well, let's just say, I. Well, I don't want to just say it. My God, how long does it take it? It's like I'm on AOL. <laughs> Jeez Louise, man. It's still not pulling up. Dude, my computer runs while, really slow. While it's when pulling up, running. I'll say on Flanagan, I just finished my thought on Flanagan is, um, yeah, I would say it's it's possible. Because Flanagan, look, the way he's developing, um, man, if he, uh, if he were healthy this year, the way he's developing – I mean, he he might have been poised for a top 15, 20 pick, and I'm not sure he's there now. And so I think it's very possible he comes back from injury, has a good year, um, but maybe he's projected, you know, late first, early <clears throat> early second, something like that. I think it's very possible that he comes back and says, look, Jabari's going to go pro. You come back and, and be a lock for the first round. I mean, 
Yeah, it's 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 okay. it's very very possible. Finally pulled it up. My uh, dial up finally connected. I've got <laughs> I, I've got eleven. I, I, with yeah. not counting Preston Cook, you got KD, Wendell, Jalen, Chris Moore, Jabari, Zepp, Walker, Allen, Stretch, and Devin and Dylan. Yeah, that's eleven. All right, you lose Jabari, you're down to ten. You bring in Trey and uh, Chance. Now you're up to twelve. So you either add a guy late, like we're, we're we're saying, I add a big late, or you lose another guy and you add another uh, a transfer. So right now they're they're sitting at eleven scholarships with Jabari likely to go. So that leaves them three. Now you can have thirteen on, on scholarships. So that leaves them three if Jabari goes to take and then you got Trey and Chance coming in so that leaves one unless someone else leaves. So but as it stands now, we'll just do that. As it stands now, they've got one guy to add either through the portal or through late signing period. Um and then if Flanagan leaves or if Walker leaves or somebody else leaves, then of course that would be an, another spot. But right now we're looking at one spot with Jabari leaving. Yeah. So there's room to play with and you can see why they're kind of approaching right. it the way they are absolutely it makes a lot more sense when you look at the numbers and um the patience that they're showing yeah all right so basketball recruiting looking good yeah missing out on a couple of top targets but look they're going they're going big and and and, and in both cases look nick smith from arkansas and jaris is was you know houston was in on him first and so um you know tough pulls um, right. tough right. pulls either either way um, all right, let's switch gears to football recruiting real quick, and we'll kind of, and then we'll get into Auburn and Texas A and M. Um, I know, so Jeffrey, you'll have the war room out tomorrow. We won't give away everything. I know Cole, you've had some recruiter insiders, um, recruiting insiders this week. Um, we can get Cole in here to talk. I know Cole, you're you're super pumped to talk about basketball. I can tell. Um, I, I love basketball. I know, like first thing you think when you see me is that guy. He's a basketball. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That guy was all space. Point guard. <laughs> yeah. Point guard. Um, Cole, Point you remember guard. Khalid Elamine? Is that before your time? Yeah. No, I don't know that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would be, you'd be, you'd be Khalid Elamine. He's a baller for UConn. Um, all right, football recruiting. How are things going? Um, I saw or Did Oregon lose some receiver commits, by the way? Yeah, that's pretty much – that's been the big story, Cole. You take that. Darius Clemens situation. You know what's yeah. going on with the wide receiver what, recruiting. What was it? Singleton? Is that one of the guys? Nicholas. Nicholas Singleton and Isaiah Satania, I think is how you say his name. Did he go two? They lost two? Flipped to Arkansas. Wow. So they lost one to Oklahoma and one to Arkansas. Correct. Damn. How do you? How does Oregon lose receivers like that? Really? Especially yeah. the season they're having. Yeah. I have a theory on that. I think they're making a uh, making a play at Darius Clemens. Um, oh, you think, think they you think they backed off or maybe showed these guys the door? No, I, I'm not going to go there. I don't think they backed off. I think they wanted both of those guys, but I think they also want Darius Clemens. So, you know, knowing that they're still recruiting another receiver, having four receivers committed, maybe that's what got these other guys looking around. You know, I credit Sam Pittman too and Lincoln Riley for doing what they do consistently in recruiting. And, you know, they're going to have a chance to flip people every year anyway. So, you know, that's that's what happened there. But as far as Darius Clemens goes, I think Oregon definitely still wants him. I don't think they ever didn't want him. 
I think they were going to try to make it work, even with the numbers they had at receiver. But now, yeah, they got some room. So they're going to push for the in-state guy, and um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's hard to count them out with, with the guy that's right down the road. He's He's been there plenty of times. He's comfortable there, and this is an interesting development. Right, Jeffrey? I think he went last week to Oregon's demolished demolish, um, Colorado. And then, you know, this cat having a big senior year. We saw on Twitter his one-handed snag. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's going, Oregon's going, damn, we got to have this kid. You know, we got to find, find a way to get this kid in the class. Uh, but up until that point, up until last week, <clears throat> felt like Auburn was really making this kid a top target, whereas Oregon may not have been as, as – I'm not going to say it's high on him, but Auburn was recruiting him harder than anybody, including right. Oregon. And I right. think that's what had everybody thinking that he might be coming. And I think that's why he came to the season opener on his own dime, was probably coming back, if not, if he's still not coming to the Iron Bowl. I don't think this is over by any means, but I feel like yeah. what gave Auburn the edge was they were showing him so much more attention. They had made him such more of, of a high priority than Oregon did. That, you know, Auburn, this is you're our guy in this class. And Oregon was like, well, you're, you're one of our guys in this class. Uh, and so I think that's what gave Auburn the edge, at least in my mind. Now this is all shifted. All, Oregon's now lost two, according to Cole. Um, and, you, you know, you've got a visit uh, to Oregon last weekend. Do not like the way this one's trending. So, uh, which is, I, I think we were uh, obviously with that on the hot board. You know, I think things are trending down with him. I think Auburn's now going to push even harder if they can for uh, Antonio Williams out of Dutch Fork, South Carolina, with Mike Bobo leading the charge there. Yep. I think uh, things are probably trending down for Clemens. Not out, but down for sure. And definitely, definitely trending up for Antonio Williams out there. Uh, I think I think he's been maybe even neck and neck with Clemens this whole time. It's, yeah. You haven't heard as much about him just because he's kind of a quiet guy. He doesn't. You know he's taken he hasn't taken visits as much as other other guys have and he's he stayed quiet and doesn't doesn't talk much. I mean, I'm, doesn't do interviews. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his DMs are turned off on Twitter and all that. So he's you know he likes it private. That's the way he does it. That's cool. Um, but that's you know that's that's why you don't hear as much about him. And and now it seems like out of the blue, but really it isn't. Auburn's been working on him for a while. And uh, Mike Bobo is the lead guy there because he's, you know, he's got that South Carolina area. He's, he was over at South Carolina. He knows that area well. And I think he's doing a great job with Williams. And and we should expect Williams to be at Auburn for an official visit, right? What what week is that, Jeffrey? Is that happening? Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl. That's right. So, yeah. And if you if you flipped on the tape of Williams at all, uh, he, he can – and go. Uh, he, he's got a lot of speed, probably more speed. Well, you know, they've said that Clemens is clocked at a four three. I'm not sure. She is. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what it was. I've seen that before somewhere. Maybe yeah. it was something like that. But uh, I, I would give the, the speed edge to Williams, especially in the open field. He's a guy that makes the makes the catch and then makes moves on people. He's very difficult to you know wrangle down in the open field. Um, so this is the kind of guy that maybe fits the offense even better than a Darius Clemens because he's already more advanced as a route runner. 
You know, he's already he, – he's a punt returner. He's a guy that can do that really well. And Auburn had issues with that last week. So, you know, there might be looking for somebody to fill that role, maybe somebody that's not on the team currently. So I think things are trending heavily, you know, towards Auburn's going to give everything they got at this guy. And we'll see what happens. I think that Iron Bowl visit's going to be make or break for Auburn. You got Ole Miss and South Carolina in the mix as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I like where Auburn sits right now, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, Justin, how quickly – and don't get me wrong, offensive line remains a huge priority uh, for Auburn. But the concern went from offensive line, offensive line, to the first, you know, five games the receivers couldn't catch crap. Yeah. And Auburn picked up Drew Bobo. They picked up uh, Eston Harris. And the receivers started catching the ball, but 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 still, it's like receivers in offensive line are absolutely a need. Uh, what we found out is Auburn. We, Auburn's got Omari Kelly, who has gone silent, but from everything I've been told, is locked in again. Uh, you know, he there was concerns. There was there were some concerns with him um, after Cornelius Williams was fired, uh, but it seems to be back to back to normal uh, status quo with him. Uh, Jay Fair is the big dog in, in this class right now. Uh, he's locked in with Auburn. It looks like Auburn wants a, either Darius Clemens or Antonio Williams. Give him one of them, another high school kid. Uh, but then they really want an experienced wide receiver to come in. Um, same kind of same situation as Demetrius Robertson a year ago, a guy who can come in and, and be expected to contribute immediately. Taj Harris, the kid from uh, Syracuse. Uh, he actually confirmed to me he's going to Kentucky this weekend, and he's coming to Auburn for an official visit next weekend. So Auburn wants Jay Fair. They want Omari Kelly. They want another high school kid, preferably Darius Clemens or Antonio Williams. And then they want to add an experienced guy like Taj Harris, um, and getting him on campus next weekend for the Mississippi State game will be big. Um, that yeah. would be a huge addition. And, hey, and can I ask a question on Clemens, Cole? You mentioned, I mean, the Oregon thing. Yeah. And I haven't followed it as closely as y'all. Is is it potentially a case where because he's from Oregon, they just figured th they could they could slow play him if they want to, and if they need to turn up the heat on him, they they can. He's right there in their backyard. They'll, he'll, he's not going anywhere, and so they get these other guys and they kind of wait and see. I mean, is is there any of that involved? I mean, is it a deal where they just figured now now we can just turn it on and Auburn's going to lose this kid? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No, I, I think you're right, and I'm not, I don't, I can't like 100% confirm that, but that's the feeling because that's the reason why Jeffrey and I have have stayed away from saying, you know, Clemens is all in on Auburn, even though it, at one time it looked like right, yeah, yeah, Auburn really, really closed the deal with this guy. It really seemed like that after his visit to to the uh, the first game, the Akron, Akron game. yeah. I mean, he yeah. was. We were. I, I even heard a couple of back channels saying, "Oh, he committed," and I'm going, "Ah, you know." Sure. Yeah. That was floating around there, but, uh, yeah, I, I, that's why we, we, we were, we were quick to say, Hey, look, you know, there's still some time left in this one. Uh, you know, Oregon's still in the picture, you know, Penn state was hanging around too, 
but really Oregon because you know they're right there and I and they really never gave up on him. They they didn't say okay you know he's out. There's no way we're getting this guy. They said okay uh, we're keeping you warm for sure because we got four guys right now. Evidently they they may have known that we didn't know that some of the guys were yeah you know liable not to stick and that's happening now. So if that's the case or if they decided they liked Clemens better, whatever the case may be, they are making a play at him right now and he's listening to it. So. I was never sold, Cole. Like you said, I mean, I, I was—I I don't think he ever got more than fifty-five uh, percent on the hot board. Like just a slight edge to Auburn. I really, man, it would have been an incredible, phenomenal pull for Auburn with a new wide receivers coach in the middle of the season to go up to Oregon of all places and still a kid from Oregon of all places who's in the top five right now. Um, I just—I would. It was one of those, uh, you know. <laughs> I kind of do feel like Auburn has the edge, but if Auburn signs this kid, I, I, I believe it when I see it. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And, and to add to that too, just, just throughout the whole process, you know, I thought it was interesting that a guy like Marquarius white was at the Georgia game. And, you know, we talked to him afterwards and, and he had some things to say such as, uh, you know, I feel like that, that, that this is a place that I can see myself and, and they continue to recruit me and, uh, so I, you know, we dug into that some more and, and I think there's a chance that there could be another receiver in the class. If it's not him, it could be, you know, we've heard Caleb Webb's name. We've heard, uh, Caleb Webb. Yeah. Forgot all about I, him. Name's still circling out there a little bit. So I, I'm not saying they are going to take four high school receivers because they definitely, if it's not Todd Harris, they're going to go and, and get somebody out of the portal, just like they did with Robertson. Like you're saying, they got to have some experience coming back because there's probably going to be some attrition in the wide receiver room currently. If I had to guess, I don't know that for sure. Uh, but you know, they're already, they're already way ahead of it. We've seen that Auburn's coaches are, are pretty good at making moves before they happen. They get a good feel of what's going on on their roster. So yeah, I, I I wouldn't rule out Auburn getting four. Is uh, is White a short guy? I mean, is he five nine? He's about he's about five ten, five eleven. Okay, so he's a slot guy. He's a slot guy. He is a another really really good route runner. He's a guy that caught my eyes. Junior film was fantastic. Uh, okay. Very Play Chalkville. Play Chalkville, yes, and he's got a good quarterback over there too that's committed to Louisville. So they got a good, they got a good offense there, but he's, I mean, he is, he's the route runner. He's kind of like a Javarius Johnson, uh, you know, or maybe what we thought Javarius Johnson was going to be more like this year, but yeah, that, that type of receiver, and he's got good hands as well. He's, he made a diving one-handed catch. He's got it on his Twitter. You should check it out. I think I posted on the boards, but yeah, it, it He's a playmaker, so right. that's the guy that they're keeping, you know, an eye on in all of this. Hey, tell me about um, this Malik Agbo um, guy. That the guy, a little pub um, this this week on on three, and we saw Damari Austin, you know, in, in the mix there trying to recruit this kid. He's I guess he's got an OV to Auburn coming up, but he he kind of got a little bit of attention um, with some with some stories on on three. What's what's his story for people that that don't know much about Malik Agbo? Chad, Chad Simmons was going up that way. He was, and I said, dude, you need to stop and see this cat, uh, Malik Agbo, out in uh, 
Frontier Way, Washington. Yeah. Um, and he's already been ranked, but I, if Chad was going to be up that way, I wanted him to go check him out. He's coming in next weekend for the Mississippi State game. This dude, he's leaving home. I mean, his top five is like Miami, Florida, Auburn. I mean, he's he's getting out. He he's getting out. So he so that's not an issue with him. Um, but I would say Riley Quick, Malik Agbo, absolutely the top two offensive tackle targets in high school right now. Um, and Auburn has been recruiting the crap out of Malik Agbo, and he is absolutely interested. I think he, you know, when I talked to him on the phone, he, he's one of those that you can just, you can hear and sense the excitement about Auburn. Now, you know, he might talk about other schools like that when other reporters calling, but he is genuinely excited about Auburn. He's genuinely excited uh, to come down here and check it out. Uh, Mississippi State. What do we know what time that kickoff is going to be? Is that- 11 a.m. Oh, oh, hell. That's his official visit, correct? Yeah, that'll be his official visit. It works um, for me, man. I know, I know, I like it, but for recruiting purposes, you hate to see it. I think there's been what one night game, SEC night well, game. Then that'll be it. The Iron Bowl will be two thirty. So you're, you're gonna have that Ole Miss atmosphere one time. That's it'll time. it'll be dark though. It'll be dark. That's yeah. true. Third Fire quarter, fourth quarter, yeah. About fourth quarter, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's when hunting starts. Yep, yeah, it'll be getting dark. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, so Malik Agbo, man, he he's legit a high school offensive tackle. You know, Bobo and Harris could play out there, but man, this guy's legit. Um, yeah, he's legit tackle. He is. Yeah, he, I, I'm with you, Jeffrey. The first time, you know, we contacted him, it really like Auburn was sort of late to the game, and as far as offering him, we don't, we're not, you know, 100 sure how long they actually recruited him right. for that. But uh, he was he was very excited about the Auburn offer, as and you know he had already had all the the schools that are left in his top group offered before them, but. Yeah, it seemed like that was one he was waiting on. So they got a they got a chance to to make an impression on him now. So we'll see what happens there. And Riley Quick is he gonna is he gonna make it? Is he baseball? I mean, is he gonna make a decision between baseball or football? Is that his? Is that kind of one of his deals too? Yeah, yeah. And you got to think he's coming back uh, for the Iron Bowl. I don't think it's an official visit, but he'll be back. And he he's he's the one who straight up told me I'm either gonna play baseball at Alabama or football at Auburn. Oh wow. So that, that that's why I kind of give it. I mean, it's still going to be tough to get this kid, but I th- I think football at Auburn for him is is a legit option. Yeah, that's on his mind. It's definitely on his mind of which sport he wants to play. And like like we said before, football it's going to be it, it's probably going to be Auburn. And, you know, if he if he decides to play baseball in college, he's going to stay with Alabama. So. Getting him on campus is, is number one, right? Because I know he's been talked about or slated to be there a couple times, whatever. Has happened. he not been there? He was there for the Georgia game. Okay. Okay. Not at the last game, which he, we were told he was going to be there, but something came up. It wasn't a big deal that he didn't, that he missed, but. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me just say it. Like nobody saw that. <laughs> All right, do people watch this? Yeah, some people do. Okay, cool. You're on here, man. You're on here. They got got to see your face, man. No, Jeffrey, don't change, man, because they they come to the show for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I got my Glacier Park shirt on. Yeah. Never change. Okay, let's leave it at this then. Um, The rest, we'll we'll cover a whole bunch more football recruiting in the war room. Uh, We'll just go to the war room. It's going to be posted on Friday. Get the rest of kind of what's going on with Auburn football recruiting. That's the high points. Um, 
and 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 things are definitely in, in, in going in the right direction. Auburn keeps winning, things will be going in the Absolutely. right direction. Absolutely. Um, number twenty-one consensus class right now. Eight consensus four stars of the thirteen. Really like where Auburn is going. I love what this team's doing, and these recruits are noticing it. Yeah. All right, let's talk Auburn, Texas A&M. Um, obviously, massive game. Auburn comes in thirteen in the college football playoff rankings. A&M comes in at fourteen. They're the Man. highest two, uh, highest ranked two loss teams. Auburn's the highest ranked, followed by A&M. Um, and then, uh, and then, by the way, gosh, like I mean, you have Auburn thirteen, A&M fourteen. You have. Gosh, is it Ole Miss 15, Mississippi State 16, Kentucky 17? It's kind of a crazy little grouping right there, but you're looking at Auburn's schedule going, wow, they think highly of Mississippi State, who Auburn plays next weekend. Um, obviously, Arkansas and Penn State were ranked when Auburn played them. You played Georgia, they're number one. You got Alabama, they're number two. So I tweeted, I was like, so what I'm saying is Auburn plays a hard schedule. Um, but this AM game, I mean, the thing that comes to mind, man, is last year, look, AM ran all over Auburn. Um, ran all over them. Uh, Those guys are back. Dominated, right? yeah. Dominated. Well, they, they rebuilt the offensive line, but but running backs are really good. Um, so they're still going to come and, and pound the rock. Uh, Owen Papo mentioned him, McLean, and Wooten playing together a good bit for the first time since the Penn State game against that run-heavy attack. Bo Nix is playing great. Obviously, I have, a, I have it pulled up here. In conference play, he's second in the league in completion percentage, 67%. Um it, really impressive. Uh, Will Rogers from Mississippi State is first at 73%. Zach Calzada from AM is 56% in conference play. So, yeah. you know, AM is going to try to run the ball. That's what they're going to try to do. Auburn knows that. They've got to contain that. And Auburn has to run the ball on the other side. I kind of think AM has a little advantage in the trenches um, in this game, but that's the deal, man. AM destroyed Auburn last year running the football. And Auburn came close. That great Bo Nix run. Uh, they just couldn't – they couldn't seal the deal last year. A&M was the better team, clearly. Um, but what's 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 the vibe? What's the what's the take on, on this game? Um, Jeffrey, we'll start with you. Um, what do you – what are you thinking going into this one? It's a big one, man. It's a real, real big one. On three, it's on three's top game of the in the country. Well, uh, probably by default. There's not anything else on that Saturday. But uh, – <laughs> Man, I just up until this week, I hadn't felt good about this. I, I marked this down. I think we talked on the podcast yeah. last week or the week before. I was like, chalk them up. I'm putting those two down on the L columns, Alabama, Texas AM. I just don't see Auburn being able to hang with them. I'm not so sure anymore. Now I I, I I'm not. And I, I still if you're putting a gun to my head, I'm I'm picking Texas AM straight up. Yeah. I am. Um it's it's their bow on the road. Has not been historically good. I know he's done. He, he had a really good outing at LSU. He played really well at Arkansas. Um, and I don't really, you know, I've watched Texas A&M one time this year. I watched him against Alabama. And so that's all, that's the only perception I have of that team. And they were dominant that game. They were really good. I'm going, okay, you know, that's all I needed to see. That, that was all I needed to see. Them tear up Alabama. Alabama's defense, all right, it's over. You know, chalk that one up. Let's see if Alabama, uh, Auburn can finish 8-4. and four. You know, that's, that's best-case scenario. I'm not so sure anymore. But man, I really love what this coaching staff does in the game. I, I, I love Mike Bobo. I love the offense. I love the game he called last week against Ole Miss. I love the yeah. game he called against Arkansas. Excellent. Uh, 
man, you know, I, so I don't – I think every game Auburn has left on the schedule is winnable, and that's including Alabama game. I really feel that way. Now, dude, I think they're going to win. Again, put that 38 in my mouth, and I'm saying no. <laughs> uh, but, but I absolutely would not be surprised at all if Auburn was to win out, I, I think they have that capability. Now you're going to need some help from Alabama. You're going to need some help from AM. I think turnovers are going to be an issue. I think having Alabama at home is going to give Auburn the possibility to win it. Um, but I like AM AM at home in a close game. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. I, no, you know, I'm, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Okay. Because let me try to ease your mind a little bit, Jeff. All right. On a few things, uh, I wrote about in the five questions. To me, I, so I look at AM's roster, and I I went back and looked at the 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 game that they had against Alabama. Obviously, you want to look at that game to see what they did because <laughs> they did something right there. Uh, Calzada had the game of his life in that game in the second half, but. He has not been super consistent. He's thrown seven interceptions in the last, was it four games, four or five games, I think. Uh, he's just, he's the, he, you can see all the talent he has. You can see that it's almost there, but he's still that, you know, he's only started, what, four or five games, six games, and he's still trying to get it all together. So that's, you know, that's the thing that, that I, I look at in this game because Auburn's defense is sort of, Got some momentum going in. I know it's an away game. I know it's at Kyle Field, College Station. You know, 12th man, all that. I got it. Auburn has won there the last four times, by the way. Uh, so, there's also that. I'm not big on that kind of stuff. I, I think anything can happen anytime. So, I look at, you know, the way the defense is playing right now. I think the pass rush continuously gets better. You add TD Moulter back. Man, did he help a lot mm. last week. Mm. Uh, you got, you know, you're rotating so many defensive linemen on the interior to help with the run game, keeping guys fresh all the whole game. I think you got Burks, Harris, Pegues, Fair, Zykevis Walker. All those guys are rotating the whole game. I, I think that's huge. I think that's why, you know, later in the game, when people need to run the football, they're not really able to. That's why Auburn's been stopping people. And to me, it's interesting. I look at Anaya Smith, Devin, Devon A-Chain, Isaiah Spiller, Jalen Widermeyer, those guys, ridiculous. A bunch of playmakers. My goodness. I mean, does anybody have four guys like that? I think the closest – I look at Georgia and they, you know, they got the uh, they got the running backs, but nobody is – none of those guys are super flashy. You got White. He's really good because he runs people over all the time, but – I mean, these guys are flashy, right? They make big plays. They make explosive plays all the time. So I look at is going to be a problem, by the way. I mean, let's just go ahead and say that. Like, Auburn has given up some, some tight ends have had some games against Auburn this year. Let's just go ahead and chalk up, you know, 80, 80 yeah. plus yards for Watermeyer at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting him on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a problem. Him, him and Traylon Burks, two first rounders Auburn gets to see this year. Got to see. Burks earlier, but about Watermeyer, the thing that's so dangerous about him is because they're not necessarily going to scheme him open. They're going to put him in man coverage situations against guys like Roger, guys like Smoke Monday, and they're going to say, okay, 
good luck defending this guy in a 50-50 situation. We're throwing it up at you. Yeah. Uh, just kind of like what they did, what Auburn used to do with Seth Williams. Just throw it up. He's going to win more than 50% of the of the close man-to-man coverage battles. So, and, can I, and can I mention something on that? So, so we saw against Ole Miss, right, they played Puckett down there. Yep. Um, and, well, well, Puckett's out. So that'll be interesting. I'm sure you, you know that'll be interesting to see what they do if Knighton, if Knighton's back healthy and starts next to Monday. Yeah. It, who's the nickel? Is it? Do you bring in your third corner? Because we wondered why isn't Jalen Nehemiah and Roger in the game at the same time? Why isn't Jalen or Nehemiah Pritchett on the slot? Um, because they're they're better covered than than Puckett. And I, I figured it was because Ole Miss likes to run the ball and they wanted to have somebody a little bit better maybe in run support to fill and A&M's going to run the ball I just wonder you know think about Pritchett if he's lined up against Wadamire if he's in there and he can man up I don't know I'm just curious to see with Puckett out who that who that guy is because it's not Kaufman right it's going to be I'll give you I'll give you another theory so this is a theory I built from from being on the recruiting trail all right I like theories the guys that they like the guys that they're recruiting are all their size and frame is always excellent. That's 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 the kind of guys they're going after. Whether it's edge guys, linebackers, DBs, you're not going to see them go after many five nine, five ten DBs. Most of the guys are close to six foot or over six foot. Mm-hmm. Who are the two guys on Auburn's roster right now who are below six foot? That would be Kaufman and Tennyson, right? Those are the guys they don't seem to want to put in there for some reason especially in these big games like this. I, I watched them in the Ole Miss game. I said, okay, Knighton went down, Puckett went down. Surely we're about to see Kaufman or Tennyson roll in at nickel. Yeah. Oh, they went with Pritchett. He's taller. He's, what, six foot, something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a height. That's just my That's just my theory. I, I, don't, I, don't know any, I don't know anything as far as why they're not playing, but they are shorter guys, and they're worried about these matchup problems. And I promise you – if they're worried about matching up with Weidermeyer, those guys aren't coming in to cover him. It's not going to happen. It's going to be Pritchett. And I think he plays there the whole game. I don't think he even plays corner. I think he plays. I think it'd be a great – look, I think I think it would be um, a great a great move. And let's just see what happens. I mean, put Pritchett in there. Let him – let put Pritchett, Jalen, and Roger in there covering people. And, uh, you know, it, and, and let's because Watermeyer, you you, you got to do something. He, he's going to destroy yeah. Auburn if you don't have, um, you know, somebody like him that could that can cover a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll get caught on linebacker at times, which is not great. Um, you know, Wooten's probably your best hope, uh, maybe to to cover him. But yeah. but uh, but but so as yeah. dangerous as Watermeyer is, though, it's all about stopping the run. I mean, Auburn has yeah. Auburn's got to. <clears throat> They got to contain that run, and they got to figure out how to get the run going. Because um, I mean that, and maybe that's a better matchup for Auburn. I don't know. I mean, that's what they want to do too, right? Auburn wants to do kind of the same. Auburn wants to run, so does A and M. So instead of dealing with this spread, maybe it's not a bad matchup. I think they have the better quarterback right now, Bo Nix. I think clearly is the better quarterback right now. Um, so I mean, I think Auburn. You have both. You have a couple of hot teams. That's for sure. Yeah, A and M and Auburn. They're both extremely confident. And hitting their stride, I think. Um, but I, mean, I think Auburn's coming in at a good time and matches up fairly well. It's about the trenches, though. They got demoralized last year. They got embarrassed last year. If you're somebody who who really likes the stats, and I do, oh. I do like the stats, but I like the context within the stats even better. You need context, but, yeah. 
But if you're looking at the stats of this one, Auburn does technically have the edge. They have the 36th best rushing defense in the country, only allowing 127 yards per game. Texas A&M is 41st in rushing offense. Now, it's significant to me because Auburn was back in the 50s about three weeks ago. They are surging up that board right now in the rush defense. The average gets lower and lower every game. Now, I, like I said earlier, I think it's the rotation on the defensive line. I think Pegues being added in there and actually being really serviceable is huge for Auburn's defensive line. And then you got TD Moultrie back, and you just got a lot of good things going for Auburn's defense right now besides losing Puckett. That's, that one hurts, in my opinion, because he's been really pretty solid, you know, for the defense. Yeah. Solid, fair. Yeah, I'm not going to say he's been elite. Right. But he he's done his job well, and he makes a lot of tackles. And, and when you're talking about all the playmakers Texas A&M has, even though their numbers don't show, I mean, I think they have the 68th overall offense in the country right now. Their numbers don't necessarily scare you, but the talent they have on their offense should scare you because if you miss tackles on these guys, it's six. No yeah. Problem. Yeah, I think um, I think that uh, I think this will be Auburn's. I think it'll be a great test because this is the best defense they've played since Georgia, um, and I mean statistically, they're a better defense than. Alabama and I mean points per game they're better than Auburn I mean so this is a great opportunity for Auburn's offense all we heard after Georgia was the drop passes well with so many missed opportunities okay well you've got your chance now to catch balls and let's see what you can put together against a really good a really good defense on the road I think it's a big challenge if they can't run the ball consistently do receivers catch passes uh, the tight ends stay involved um, but I do agree. Mike Bobo has put a lot out there, and he's really he's really mixing it up nicely. As good as an Auburn offense has mixed things up in a long time, oh, where yeah. you know, think about Gus, man. If Auburn couldn't run the ball under Malzahn, you could hang it up. It would be a beatdown. Um, <laughs> Auburn's managed to beat LSU when they didn't run the ball that well. They beat Arkansas when they didn't didn't run the ball that well. Um, yep, and yep. that's I mean, the Gus never would have won those games if he, if you're rushing if if Tank's sitting there at 65 yards rushing. No way. Um, right. So this is a great opportunity, I think. To I think it's going to be tough to run the ball, but they've mixed it up well enough that I think that they'll still be able to move the ball and make some things happen. But big, big challenge. But talking to the players, I mean, I can't remember who it was. It was uh, might have been Nick Brahms or somebody who said, "Hey, we know it's going to be a physical game," or it might have been Tyler Fromm. He said, "Hey, we know it's going to be physical, but we're ready to bring it. We, we know we're, we're bringing it, and we know what it's going to be about." And so I I like. I like where their head's going to be at. I think going into this game. Yeah, you don't you don't run toss sweep more than five times a game if you're not ready to be physical. They they understand that. They, that's the mindset now. I, I don't. I'm not saying it wasn't the mindset, but they definitely understand that the more physical team wins. Yeah. Every, doesn't matter how much the game changes. All right. So before we get out of here, predictions or or are we just saying close game. Um. <laughs> I don't know about predictions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I was kind of, I'm, I'm sort of the similar to the Ole Miss thing. Like I think, I think it's going to be, um, I think it could go either way. I, I feel decent about Auburn's chance though, even going on the road. I, I think that they match up pretty well. I look back at last year, that team almost beat A&M. They had an opportunity to beat A&M last year and, and that team had no identity. <laughs> they had no identity really. Um, and so I, I, I think Auburn's yeah. I think Auburn's defensive line's better. I think A&M's offensive line's a little worse, but they're both going to go at each other. I, Auburn's got a better quarterback going in. 
I mean, I, I think if Auburn plays a really solid game, uh, sound game, I think they're right there. Um, yeah. It's just one of those games, who's going to make the play? Who, who's yep. Anaya Smith's like a dangerous player. He's got like, who's going to make the plays? Who's going to make a big play? That's what it's going to yeah. come down to. Yep, I agree. I, I, I'm not making a prediction on it. I, I can't. It's too close to call for me, but I definitely feel good about Auburn's chances. I'll put it that way. A&M yeah. is not man enough to beat Auburn, but they will. <laughs> I, I'm trying to double jinx here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I would. Yeah. If you, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, if you put a gun to my head, you know, A&M's at home. Um, but, you know, a lot of times you look at the quarterback. I think Auburn's got the better quarterback, and that's a, that's a big deal right now. And so I don't know. We'll see what a, what a massive game if Auburn can get by that. And then you got Mississippi State coming in, that's going to be a top twenty team probably. Uh, State plays uh, Arkansas this weekend uh, at Arkansas, so that'll be an interesting game as well. So that's the one Mississippi State will lose for whatever reason. They show up in the at Arkansas probably probably <laughs> um, they Both probably will team in the country at Mississippi State if you ask. Yeah. All right, go to AuburnLive.com, subscribe. If you're not a part of the community, um, it's a, it's it's cranking it out. Be there on Friday. You got the War Room. You got Rob Pate's column, Pate's perspective. You got what else do we got going on tomorrow? You'll have this to listen to. We'll do an Ask and Answer. I'm about to pop on the board and start that, so we'll, we'll get some questions in there as well. So a lot going on. Um, appreciate everybody's support at AuburnLive.com, and uh, we'll see you next time. Time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.